Hello everyone, here I am again, Linda Ockwell-Jenner, with another Motivational Moments podcast. Talk about up and down weather. One day it's sunny and the next very windy and thunderstormy. When it's warm and sunny outside, Dave, my long-suffering husband and I, make the most of the weather and virtually live outside barbecuing or just having a relaxing drink on the front porch. I guess we Canadians have something to moan about again. The cost of gas. When I say gas, for those of you who call it petrol, that's what I'm on about. We have been so spoiled here that now the gas prices are rising. I believe where we live in Ontario, it is roughly $1.20 a litre. And believe me, that's high compared to what we've been used to. I look at it from the point of view we have two choices. Buy the gas, don't buy the gas. Either way, it's our choice. Obviously, a lot of goods and services have to go up in price now because of the gas prices. But again, what are we going to do? Moan and hope it changes? Make changes ourselves? Or just get on with it? those of you know who listen to me on a regular basis, I have been going through the very long process of reconstruction. Believe me, implants are not as easy as they sound. On May the 5th, I'm booked into the hospital to undergo the last part of my reconstruction, which is taking out the expanders and replacing those with silicone. Eight long years with no breasts, and now I feel like Dolly Parton with a touch of Pamela Anderson. And then I wake up from my dream and realise I'm still me with regular sized boobs. They are just made of silicone. Actually, I'm just joking. I never wanted to be big. I just wanted to be comfortable. And wearing prostheses for me has not been that comfortable over the years, I must admit. Last time I was at the hospital, I enjoyed the food so much. That's what I'm looking forward to the most. I am actually scared of being put to sleep, and it doesn't matter how many times I've had the anaesthetic, I still hate it. As Dave and I were driving along today, we got into a conversation about recognising good employees, and this was after we had had a trip to the local Tim Hortons. For those of you who have never heard of Tim's, it is Canada's answer to the British pub. They just don't serve alcohol. They do some cute things called Timbits. Take a look on the website and see what it's all about. Anyways, I'm always interested as to why some companies have a big turnover of staff and others seem to be able to retain their staff. I know some part-timers fill a huge gap and obviously a lot of these are students and leave to pursue their chosen career. My thought process is it has something to do with the employer in the fact that recognising an employee's strengths and also something they enjoy to do can mean a happy employee and hopefully an employee who is motivated and loyal. 
I do realise that not everyone can only do parts of a job that they enjoy, and not the things they don't enjoy. But, by giving the employees some choices, they excel in the things they do enjoy, and they do their best in the things they don't enjoy. The point is, we all like choices, and respect that the employee understands that. My other thought was that not enough employers actually recognise the excellent work that some employees do and actually reward them. The reward could be something as simple as telling the person they did a great job, taking a great employee for granted and not showing that you do appreciate them can be very unproductive for everyone involved. The other thought I had is that some employers think that in order to get the cream of the crop they have to get their employees from a university, college or apprenticeship programme. This is not actually true. What I have found in the past is that some people do not know what they are good at and are not given the chance to find out because without the degree or the diploma they are never given a chance. Or they know what they are good at but they are still not given that chance because of not having those things. It's a bit like work experience to see if you like the job, and if not, then you can explore other options. The situation where this might arise is, for the sake of an example, in a techie firm. Mr A has the degree and is really good at his job, but needs someone to fill the gaps. There is Mr B, who is a great employee and excels at his job, hasn't got the degree, but is willing to learn new stuff and has indicated he would like the chance to be trained in the new job. Mr A gives Mr B the chance to try out for the job and gain work experience on, say, a trial period of X amount of months. This gives Mr B and Mr A a chance to evaluate and decide if this is a good fit for both of them. Sometimes people who have no prior experience learn faster and are better at listening skills than someone who may have previous experience. This is because the inexperienced person has no preconceived ideas how things should be done. As time goes on and the person is trained, obviously this changes and that is good. Sometimes an experienced person is so set in their ways they prefer not to change. Obviously, everyone is different. I was also thinking about volunteers. I volunteer my time to many different organisations and enjoy helping others. Sometimes I find volunteers do a better job than paid employees, mainly because they are doing something they enjoy, but also because they love helping others. When we know we have to do something, the experience is not always a happy one. Today, Dave and I went along to Home Depot and a guy who works there helped us plan our new deck. No money changed hands. This was a completely free service. Dave and I were amazed at the expertise of the guy and also the amount of time he was willing to give to us with no strings attached. Obviously, Home Depot would prefer us to go back and buy their lumber, but they did not stipulate that at any time, and this gave us a good feeling. We are loyal to Home Depot, and we'll go back there to spend our money. But, if our experience today had not been good, I doubt that would be the case. Why was the guy so helpful and willing to give us time? It was obvious to us he knew a lot about building decks, and also he enjoyed his job. Hi, I'm Dave, or as you've heard me referred to in Motivational Moments, Linda's long-suffering husband. 
You might wonder what I'm doing here. Well, rest assured, I'm not going to stay for long. But I did want to say thank you to all of you who download and subscribe to Motivational Moments. You see, if it weren't for people like you, I'd have long, peaceful evenings with nothing to do but watch TV and relax. However, because there's always new content to produce for motivational steps such as this podcast, I'm kept constantly busy. It's good to know so many of you are listening, and with our three-year anniversary coming up in July, I wonder how many out there have been with us from the beginning. Feel free to let us know. Well, I hope you continue to enjoy Motivational Moments. Time for me to hand you back to Linda. Moving on to stay-at-home moms. I was one of those myself when I lived in the UK and my four children were younger. I loved it. Yes, it was a busy time and the trips to school and play school, nursery and quite frequently the doctor's surgery, as you do with younger children. My time was filled with taking the boys to judo lessons, my daughter dancing, all four children to swimming lessons, trips to the park, library and such like. In between, I shopped for groceries, did the laundry, ironed, cleaned the house, cooked the meals and potted about in the garden. If I had been paid money back then to do all this, I would be a millionaire now. No amount of money is enough to pay a stay-at-home parent. We have no work to rule, we are on duty almost 24-7, especially with a sick child, and some of our duties would not be allowed if we were unionised. I was lucky that my first husband, the children's father, recognised how hard I worked and helped out a lot. Also, I was rewarded with a thank you or a night out. That's just a few examples. I was not taken for granted. Reward and recognition. It is amazing how important that is. As a parent, I made sure the children realised that money did not grow on trees and beds did need to be made and dishes needed to be washed. The children grew up from an early age knowing chores are a part of life. They were rewarded with a trip to the sweetie shop and could choose some favourite candy, but not every day. This was a treat. Birthdays and Christmas, their hard work was rewarded with special presents. But the best of all, and I know this to be true because of how the children have grown up into adults, were the hugs and the kisses and the thank yous given to the children. I would tell them thank you and that I was pleased with them. Everyone, whether we are adults, employees, employers, husbands, wives, whoever, all need to know we are appreciated. It really does not need to cost money. Working alone, as I do most of the time, I reward myself when I feel I deserve it. Now, this could be a nice cup of green tea and a chocolate biscuit, or it could be me watching a soap on the TV for an hour's break in the afternoon. I am rewarded in some very nice ways by my clients, and I always appreciate their extra thank yous, which may be in the form of a pen, or flowers, or other such gifts, or invitations to stay for the weekend as a guest at their conference when my work is done, as well as a cheque which pays me for my work. 
I am passionate about what I do. I love it so much and I know this is evident to my clients and I really do feel happy to know they care enough about me as a person to offer me an extra thank you in any form at all because I know then that my clients are appreciative about how much work it took me to offer my keynote or workshop. I offer them my thanks in the form of a thank you card or a small gift also to show my appreciation. It is a win-win situation and everyone feels so much better knowing someone actually cares. We are human beings, you know. We do have feelings. I really believe the world has gone crazy and lost the plot. Let's all think about John and Yoko Lennon. He was one of the Beatles. He was shot dead in New York some years ago. Very sad. They believed in loving everyone, in the sense that we are all equal, and to love is so much better than to hate, and love can be shown in many different ways. Hence, when I talk about reward and recognition, it also demonstrates our love in the simplest terms. We love the work he did. We love you for who you are. We love you because we care. Well, I hope you love my podcast this time. You normally let me know, so keep those emails coming. I love to hear from you all. Please take a look at my website, www.motivationalsteps.com and also join me on LinkedIn, Academy, Gather and, more recently, I've just joined Twitter, the social networking groups. Find me and be my friend. It will be fun to connect with some of you. Well, until next time, I'll leave you with this thought. Love, reward and recognition. Some of the simplest forms of showing you care. Think how you can show your employers, families and friends how much you care and appreciate them. Bye for now. Take care.